0: Welcome to the Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to episode number 93 of the Determined Mom Show. I am breaking all of my own rules to have our very first male guest on the podcast. So very excited to introduce John Lee Dumas, and he is the founder and host of the award-winning Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast, and they have over 1 million monthly listens and seven figures in annual revenue. John is spreading entrepreneurial fire on a global scale. His first traditionally published book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, is available for pre-order now at uncommon successbook.com. Welcome, John.
1: Well, listen, I am honored to be the first male on your show. I promise I will do um, my very inferior sex um, justice by trying to do a good job here.
0: Awesome. I love it. I love it. So I am so honored to have you here. And I am very excited about your upcoming book. I've already pre-ordered both the audio and the hardcover version because I want to be able to take notes. You're awesome. Oh, Oh, awesome. I love it. I can't wait to get it. I'm like, Amazon told me it's going to be actually delivered on the 23rd. Whoa. That's what That's they really said. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. So our audience at the Determined Mom Show is primarily moms that are business owners. There are also a lot of podcasters. There's a lot of authors, speakers, entrepreneurs. So I'd love to be able to ask you some questions that can really help our audience to grow. Let's do it. All right. So the first question is, what will becoming a person of value do for us rather than a person of success? So not focusing on that success, but focusing on value.
1: So let me kind of rewind the clock a little bit here to answer this question fully. It was 2012. I was six years post my military service from 22 to 26 years old. I was 32 years old at that point. I was in my sixth year of what I call struggle. I struggled for all six of those years post-military. I tried law school, dropped out, corporate finance, commercial real estate, residential real estate. Nothing worked for me. I was struggling. I was living paycheck to paycheck, essentially. I was broke. I was unhappy. I was unfulfilled. All the things. And then I read that quote by Albert Einstein, which is, Try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And Amanda, it was like somebody reached out of the page and just slapped me in the face because I realized over the past six years, I've only been chasing success. I didn't even really know what success was or what it meant, but I was chasing it, you know, fame, fortune, money, whatever that was. And it was, you know, a pretty sad existence. It was six years of struggle. And I said, well, listen, Albert Einstein's a pretty smart guy. So I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to take his advice, and I'm going to try to become a person of value for maybe the first real time in my life, at least for the first time since I was an officer in the army. And that was what I committed to. I committed to becoming a person of value. I didn't know what that meant at the time, but it planted a seed, which later led to me three months later, launching Entrepreneurs on Fire, the first daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. Now, as you and I are sitting here, 3000 episodes later, almost a decade later, over a hundred million total listens later I realized that the person of value actually means that you are delivering consistent and free content to an audience that is solving a real problem. Not just solving a problem, solving a real problem. And when you can do that, when you can solve a real problem by delivering free and consistent content... That's being a person of value. And I was not doing that for the first 32 years of my life. When I started doing that with a daily podcast, delivering a free, consistent podcast episode that was solving a real problem, that was giving people information they wanted and needed, that's when everything turned. That's when the the light switch flipped and I started having the success that I wanted.
0: That's amazing. So first of all, thank you for your service to our country. That's a very, very important job. And um, secondly, what you said kind of describes my entrepreneurial journey as well in that, you know, like everybody kind of goes through these, like, okay, you get out of college and you try to figure out, you know, your life. And I, at 17, like when I graduated high school had zero idea of what I wanted to do with my life. And I still don't know for sure um but that's okay that's yeah. okay exactly exactly but i love that um the quote and i love your journey as well it's just so inspiring and a great reminder for us to not you know be chasing that success but be chasing the the value that we can add to other people's lives um i was listening to your episode of Hal Elrod's podcast recently, where you went through all of the 17 chapters plus the bonus chapter of the common path to uncommon success. And one thing that you said really kind of struck a chord with me. And that was about the ripple effect, the effect of, you know, what you do as a person, you know, having that ripple effect. Can you share a little bit about that with our audience who hasn't listened to that?
1: So I think a very valuable way to think about what you're doing in this world is to think about the potential ripple effect it's going to have. Because listen, when we first start doing anything, we're speaking to an empty room. I mean, when I launched my podcast, I had no listeners, no audience. I was speaking to an empty room. But I had faith that people were going to listen. And when they listened, it would have value. And sure enough, that first episode, which had zero listens, You know, now actually has over a million listens because people found my show months and years later, went back and listened to episode one as they started going through the journey of listening to Entrepreneurs on Fire. So, you know, even though I was speaking to an empty room at first, you know, it soon turned into a pretty full room. And it's, you know, crazy to see how that happens. So, what I really want to share with people is this when you are first starting and you're a little just wondering, like, am I impacting people? Like, am I really adding like value to this world? The answer is yes, if you can answer this question, yes. If you are providing the best solution to a real problem, then yes, your ripple effect will happen. It's just a matter of when. Because people will find you because people will always be the path down to the doorstep of the number one solution to a real problem that they have and then they'll go back and they'll consume all of your contents. And so you'll always be speaking to people in the future when you follow that that roadmap. Now, the thing is, and this is one thing you really do have to understand and realize when you're first starting off creating content, is that, am I literally the best solution to a real problem. Because people don't want the second best. They don't want the 10th best solution. They don't want the 345th best solution. They want the best solution to a real problem that they have. When you've nailed that down, when you've actually started creating that content, you will inspire people. And those people that you inspire and that you give amazing value to are now going to go do something that they might not otherwise have done. And they're now going to create their content and their big idea and their value to the world. And they're going to inspire a whole other sector of individuals who otherwise may not have been inspired at all because they didn't have that person to do so. And, and by the way, those individuals have never heard of you or your show or your content, but that's the ripple effect. That's the third, fourth, fifth, maybe even six degrees of separation that causes ripple effect of amazingness in this world. And I love the fact that my 3000 plus episodes are having that ripple effect right now today in this world.
0: Yeah, you've definitely inspired me and every person that you have on your podcast is just like a little mind, (laughs) like a little bomb goes off in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And, you know, it's just such huge value. So I truly appreciate that. And I love the ripple effect that you're causing even through my podcast for all of the the listeners. So I hope that uh, this inspires many people. Thank you. So another... Thing you had mentioned, um, struggling with PTSD, and I know Hal Elrod had mentioned, and a lot of other entrepreneurs have mentioned throughout the course of everything, struggling with depression, anxiety, PTSD. Do you feel like that is a very common, you know, common trait for entrepreneurs? Because I know myself, I struggle with anxiety, depression, OCD all of those things. And it seems like overcoming that struggle kind of puts you on the path to success or the rise to the top.
1: I actually think it's common for human beings. I don't even like to just, you know, differentiate between entrepreneurs. To be a human being is to have fears, have doubts, have the imposter syndrome, you know, question this, to have emotionally, you know, incredibly emotionally gratifying days, incredibly emotionally trying days. sometimes, you know, the best, you know, what you think might be the best experience of your life turns into, you know, a really big struggle, which I'm sure you've talked about, you know, things like postpartum depression on the show, which, of course, I have no experience or knowledge in, but I've, you know, had very close friends who have experienced it who are like, I just don't get it. Like, I wanted this child my whole life. And now I'm just like, so depressed, post birth, like, and that's just an example of like, We're humans, man. It's so hard to just like put a finger on like why we have these ranges of emotions, you know, why this, why that? And it's just comes down to being a human being. So when you're having these doubts, these fears, these anxieties, these stressors, feeling overwhelmed, depression, you just need to say, Hey, I'm a human being. This is exactly what happens to human beings. Now I can do things that are going to help me, which is eat the right foods. Don't take any pharmaceutical medications exercise, get enough sleep, have an accountability group, people that I look up to, that I trust, you know, that can help me, that can support me, that can guide me, having a loving family, you know, having, you know, friends that I engage with. Like you can really stack the odds in your favor. But again, you're still gonna have those those tough days because that's being a human being. But it's it's when you start stacking the odds, you know, against yourself, that you're really just a ticking time bomb, you know, when you're careless with your money. When you're, you know, drinking alcohol often, when you're taking pharmaceutical drugs, you know, as an easy way out, because I need them to sleep or I need them for depression or I need them for this. When you're not exercising, you know, when you're not sleeping, when you're just not taking care of yourself. So stack the odds in your favor by doing the prior, and don't stack the odds, you know, against you by doing what I just shared.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. All of those things are things that I think as busy moms, we tend to lean on a lot of those crutches. One of the most recent episodes was about not having that extra glass of wine at night to like, forget about like the craziness that happened with the kids and everything. That's the thing is when you,
1: when you really educate yourself and you realize and not going down this crusade path, like I've imbibed drank alcohol for most of my life. And I'm not against having a drink from time to time, but like, When you don't educate yourself correctly and realize that that glass of wine at night is actually inhibiting your deep sleep, which is then making you wake up, not feeling as refreshed as you otherwise would have been, um, which is then having a cascading negative effect. So maybe you don't work out that day because you're feeling overtired. And then maybe like this, it's a cascading effect. Everything you do has consequences, pros and cons. You just have to start making more right decisions.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. And that often leads to like the caffeine, and that's a whole nother thing. But so, what is the benefit of a mastermind? Number six, okay, is definitely going to be my favorite chapter in the book because I love Jamie and I love her podcast. And I just am very curious about any masterminds that you were a part of when you first started and how those kind of catapulted your career and we can benefit from those masterminds as well.
1: Listen, step six, chapter six in the book is joining or creating your masterminds. I brought Jamie Masters in, who is my first ever mentor. She's brilliant and amazing when it comes to masterminds. And they're so important in your journey. I mean, if you have a group of people that you know, like, and trust and respect, and you're going to meet on a weekly basis, and you're going to, you know, hold each other accountable, support, guide each other, you know, all the things, it's, A game changer. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, because I know moms like being, you know, when people are honest with them, every single person does masterminds wrong, period, across the board, everybody's doing them wrong. Mm -hmm. Thanks to me and Jamie, who collaborated on step six, chapter six, you for the first time have a chance, because you might not implement it, but you at least have a chance to do it right. There's a very, very specific way to do masterminds right. Right. And then essentially every other way you're doing them wrong. And I share exactly why in the details, um, in the, in the book. And there's a little wiggle room here and there with some of the things that I talk about, but very little because you have a opportunity to join or create the right masterminds, or you have the opportunity to keep doing it the wrong way. If you're currently in a mastermind, because your current mastermind is doing it the wrong way. Um, it's your choice, or you're, or you're not in a mastermind right now, and you're doing it the wrong way because you need to be in one.
0: Yeah, not doing it is probably not a good idea. <laughs> it's definitely doing. But in it a lot wrong. of cases, doing it, doing it wrong is
1: almost even worse sometimes because now you're just wasting time, which none of us have time to waste, especially right. mothers.
0: Right. Exactly. That's so true. We have zero time to waste. So I've revealed what I think is going to be my favorite chapter without having read it. But what is your favorite chapter of the book?
1: It's actually the next chapter, chapter seven, step seven, which is designing your content production plan. And there might be some others be like, "Wow, this this JLD guy is kind of brutal because of what I just said and what I'm about to say." But like, listen, I come from a military background. Like, when you lie to people like you are potentially putting them at harm's risk like you are literally maybe potentially putting them in a life or death situation that's going to cause death so like not to get dramatic but i was in war for 13 months i saw death i experienced it and i saw that when people were lied to they potentially were in a situation they might not otherwise have been in if they were told the truth so from day one, I've always loved transparency, radical honesty. We've published our monthly income reports for 91 months in a row now, because I love just showing people the honest truth of what it is to run a business, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm going to be honest with you again. If you're listening to my voice, if you're if you're seeing my face, your content production plan is terrible. Like it's not just bad, it is terrible. And I understand that, because mine was terrible. I had a terrible content production plan over a decade of busting my butt, of collaborating with people much smarter than me, of putting in the work. I have a fantastic content production plan. Again, 10 years later, now as you and I are talking, but you have a you have a terrible content production plan. And it is literally sabotaging and undermining your efforts at success. Because you cannot be successful with a terrible content production plan. And since you have a terrible content production plan, you're not going to be able to find the success that you want. You're not going to be able to achieve the financial freedom and fulfillment that you want. That's why the average chapter in this book is 3,500 words. Chapter seven 13,500 words. There's a reason why it's five times l- like larger than most other chapters. It could be a business book in and of itself. Because after 13,500 words, you for the first time in your life will at least know what an amazing content production plan looks like and potentially have the opportunity to implement it if you're willing to put in the work and have an amazing content production plan, which will change your life.
0: Well, I am very excited about reading that chapter as well. I have a horrible content production plan. Um, so I already know that. <laughs> and hey,
1: listen, I'm super step one, listen, step one is admitting it. And yeah. I had to admit it back when mine was terrible. You admitting it now is step one. Those people that are thinking so well, mine's not terrible. You're not going to make it because yours is terrible. You have to admit it first because then you need to make a whole change. But you have the opportunity now and you have literally the step-by-step guidance to make it happen. And by the way, nothing in this book is my genius. Nothing in this book is my knowledge. It is the 3,000 entrepreneurs that I've interviewed over the past decade that make up this book, that make this genius. And by the way, chapter seven, step seven, I bring in my fiance, Caitlin Erickson, who is the machine behind Entrepreneurs on Fire's content production plan. And she crushes it in that chapter.
0: That is awesome. I love that you're collaborating with her, by the way. And I also love that you're giving us all of these tools because normally you'd have to buy like, what, 17 books to learn all of this stuff? Or maybe even 18 if you wanted to have, you know, the bonus chapter and have some really inspirational, motivational quotes. But you're giving us all of this in one handy dandy book. So I love it. I love it. I love it. So would you be able to tell us a little bit about why you chose to um you know, go the publishing route when your last three books have been um, self-published?
1: I practice what I preach. I love to practice what I preach. In 2016, 17, and 18, we launched the Mastery Journal, the the Podcast Journal, the Freedom Journal. All of them were wildly successful. Millions of dollars in sales to date and and continuing. like We crushed the self-publishing game. And it's my comfort zone right now. It's in my comfort zone. And one thing that I preach on Entrepreneurs on Fire is... All the magic happens outside of your comfort zone, not in your comfort zone. So I needed to challenge myself. I needed to get outside of my comfort zone, push the envelope. And I knew, honestly, that I was not capable of writing a fantastic, traditionally published book. I needed help. I needed a publisher. I needed an editor. I needed a book launch team that knew what they were doing because, listen... I'm, I'm an audio guy. I'm a podcaster. Like writing this book took me eight months, two hours a day, writing the 71,000 words. It took me 480 hours to write this book. Poured my heart, my sweat, my soul, my tears into this thing. And I needed an amazing editor. I needed a fantastic publisher. I needed that to make the book the book it needed to be. And so I went the, tr- the traditional book publishing route. And listen, everything has pros and cons. I I do miss a little bit of the flexibility you have when you're self-publishing and being able to get things out there and blah, blah, blah. But I also loved the fact that, again, I had a team around me and I was able to go with people who are experienced in publishing books. And it's been a really cool experience. And and we went all in. I partnered with HarperCollins Leadership, which is one of the big five publishers. And you know we're off to the races.
0: That's awesome. Do you think that if you ever publish another book that you'll be going the self-published route or the the publishing house?
1: Great question. I honestly have no idea. Like okay. I'm just all focused on this. I have no idea if I'll ever write another book. If I do, it'll be quite a, quite a ways time from now. And I'll sit down at that time and evaluate the options and proceed yeah. forward.
0: Awesome, I love it. And I just started, by the wow. way, the Freedom Journal. So yes. today is my day one. And I thought, what other day would I pick start my day one other than the day that I have.
1: Are you going to share your number one goal?
0: Oh, yeah. So my number one goal is to basically get my business running like a well oiled machine by the time these 100 days are over. So Um, That includes... Step
1: seven, seven, design your content production plan.
0: Yes. And honestly, March 23rd seems a really long time away right now, even though it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've been listening to all these episodes and I'm to 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 listen and read the book. So I love it. So where can people get your book? Where is the best way for them to get it? And...
1: So we have amazing endorsements for this book from Seth Godin, Gary Vaynerchuk, Dory Clark, Erica Mandy, Neil Patel. Um, I give you the first chapter for free. You can read it. See if you like my writing style. Um, You can also go and see a video of me jumping in my pool in Puerto Rico. And then I tell you more details about the book um i also have five amazing bonuses that expire on march 23rd So if you're hearing it before this you get all five bonuses um if you're hearing this after you just get the amazing book which is amazing Well, you might have some bonuses there too we'll say uncommonsuccessbook.com uncommonsuccessbook.com
0: that is amazing and i also would like to give a little bonus to the eo fire community mm-hmm. And I'm going to be giving away five free Google My Business audits for anyone that's listening to this from Fire Nation. So you can just go to TDM Marketing, tdm-marketing.com forward slash EO Fire.
1: That is a huge bonus.
0: Yeah. It's a really fun... Uh, Have um, have
1: them also screenshots their pre-order or order the book as well to qualify.
0: Okay. Awesome. You have to do that. Exactly what John said. See see what I just did there?
1: There's there's some marketing right there for you.
0: I love it. So I hope that's in the book, by the way. (laughs) What chapter is that?
1: (laughs) That is in the book. That's a promise.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, John. I sincerely appreciate you being on the podcast and sharing your knowledge and writing this book for us. It's just a blessing.
1: Well, I hope that I was good enough that you will bring on a, a mail at a time that is correct in the future. It'll probably be another 100 episodes, which is fine. But uh, I so enjoyed um, chatting with you today and I hope everybody enjoyed as well. And if you visit UncommonSuccessBook.com, you can start your journey, which is a 17-step roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. This episode of The Determined Mom Show is brought to you by the Google My Business Master Course. This course is full of every step-by-step detail that you need to master Google My Business. When you master Google My Business, you will be able to learn everything that you need to know to get into that top three coveted spot on Google search. If your clients are searching for your business, and they're not finding you in that top three, you're definitely losing money. Visit tdm-marketing.com to learn how to master Google My Business and increase your revenue in just six to nine weeks.